welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And we're here today to pick up where we left off. That's right, man. Part de. Uh, you've the, seen that movie too, huh? I'm just bilingual. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm a man of many languages. Mm. To the ladies, to the French, <laughs> to the Spaniards, to the Germans, nine. Oh. Yeah, see? Wow, you're all over the place today. Yep. Could have got a job with the CEI, CEA. CIA? Yeah, you're top secret. I can't tell you those. those oh. The acronym. All right, uh, I got you. But today, we're picking up where we left off, and we're talking about player dynasty players under the age of 25. Why now, is Now, hold on. You keep saying that. It's 25, 25 and, and under. under. Come on. You're gonna 25 con- and under. You're going to confuse our listeners and me. And why are we talking about 25 age players aged 25 and under? What is the significance of this? Are you asking me, or is that rhetorical? Or? No, I'm asking you. Oh, Look I mean, at you dead in the eyes when I say <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's guys that are 25 and older, I mean, under are going to have long-term value on your team. So, I mean, they're a hotter commodity, I guess. Wow, you made, that, you made that pretty simple. Yeah, I mean, hmm. I try to break it down. Break it down now. So, last week we talked about quarterbacks and running backs. And today we're going to get into the cream of the crap, the receivers. Because if you have a good receiver under the age of 25, well, hey, hey, Shanene, somebody's about to have that baby. Whoa. Long-term value. Okay. The whole reason you build around receivers in your startup draft is because of the long-term value. Right. You know, you invest in it, and you're going to get a long-term return on it. So that's why you want to grab these receivers. Not saying, you know, like, Le'Veon Bell is not bad. Zeke Elliott, Todd Gurley is not bad. But you want to grab these young receivers and get that long-term return. Right. And, and you know, obviously in most formats, you're going to be starting – more wide receivers than any other one single position. So it's important to have not not just one of these guys. Like I mean, quarterbacks, you can get one of them and have them for 10 years, and that's great, and you don't have to worry about the position. Whereas in wide receiver, most likely you're, you got three of them in your starting lineup every single week. Yeah. So it's really important to get not just one of these guys, but, but you know, a few of these guys, at least two or three. Yeah, um, you want at least two of the – any name we mention here pretty much, you want to try and have at least two of these guys on your roster for a long-term success. Right. The running backs, that, that, that's a little bit more irrelevant just because plug-and-play – you, I mean, they're good. You can ha- rock an old, run, good running back. Right, they're good to have, you know. But um, I guess they, the the players on top rotate so much more frequently in the wide res- or in the running back position than the wide receiver position. And they're much easier to get the older players as well. So, like, if you have three stud young receivers, it's so much easier to go out there and get like a Frank Gore, Adrian Peterson, Matt Forte. Guys like that that are older at the end of their career, anyways, to get one more year, possibly two more years, and I'm get quality years for a running right. back for mm-hmm. a fantasy standpoint. Um, again, because you realize this when you have your redrafts that you see when age is indifference, these guys still go relatively high. Right. Definitely I mean, AP. Yeah, He's a beast. Right. These guys are still producing. So. so obviously the guy at the top of the list here is Mr. Odell Beckham himself. He's only 23 years old. Now you're talking about the guy who ADP-wise is the number one overall dynasty player in all of dynasty fantasy football. Are you still there? Or would you take Odell Beckham first? 
I've still not yet ever taken them number one overall. I yeah, I think I would. You're an owner, so you're... I'm an owner, and um, I've I have them in my lineup day, I mean, you know, week in and week yeah. out, so I know exactly what I'm getting there every week. So yeah, from that standpoint, I would couldn't argue that at all. I mean, again, he's 23. Right. He's a stud. He's the number one target there. There's nobody else even to throw the ball to there besides Sterling Shepard. Uh, nobody else to get excited. To, you know, the tight ends will tie. They're running back. They're running games up in the air. Right. They throw the ball a ton. Ben McAdoo, the head coach, loves to throw the ball a ton. So Ben Odell Beckham is clearly the number one. I can't even really argue with that. I probably gotta go back to my rankings and change it as well, uh, and get over my little biased hump here. So last week we kind of um did a quick rapid fire to begin these things. You know, name, age. You want to you want to run down that real quick. Go down the list here? Yeah, just so we kind of throw them out there real quick so everyone right, knows so here, who we're dealing with. Yeah, so here are the receivers that we think are even, you know, obviously there'll be a couple more. Not Barton, remember, we're not doing rookies because rookies right. don't count because right. everybody loves the rookies. Here are the receivers and their age. And, again, these are going to be guys that we like, don't like, and sleepers. So we last week we did players we love, sleepers, and no thanks. Players we love, sleepers, and no thanks. God, you have such a good memory. I know. I was just talking about before we walked in, and this feels like you just left here. I know. Yesterday, how fast this week went by. Yeah. All these fireworks. Boom. Grilling. Alcohol. Well, yeah. It was flowing. Yeah, yeah. It's a good weekend for it. Yeah. No need to talk about America's birthday here. Right. There's nothing more American than Dynasty Fantasy Football. (laughs) All right? If you're a real American, and I know we have a lot of -of out-of-country listeners. Right. Guess what? You're a little bit American too now, just for listening. God bless you. So here we go. Ready? A little rapid fire. Who are we dealing with? Twenty-five and under. Wide receivers. You want at least two of these guys on your roster. If you don't, guess what? You're doing dynasty fantasy football wrong, according to us. According to us, whose only opinion that matters to me. All right. Odell Beckham, twenty-three. DeAndre Hopkins, twenty-four. Amari Cooper, twenty-two. Allen Robinson, twenty-two. Mike Evans, also twenty-two. Sammy Watkins, twenty-three. Keenan Allen, twenty-four. Good Lord, those are some young guys. Yeah, really. Jarvis Landry. Um, 23. Kevin White. 24. Brandon Cooks. 22. Randall Cobb. 25. Calvin Benjamin. 25. Dante Moncrief. 22. Devontae Parker. 23. Doriel Green Beckham. 23. Jordan Matthews. 23. Alan Hearns. 24. Stephon Dix. Only 22. I just want to stop there for a second. Okay. That's a boatload of receivers that are under the age of 24 pretty much. Every one of those guys are at least 24 under, except for Kelvin Benjamin and Randall Cobb. Right. And you would just salivate at those guys. Absolutely. I mean, that's like the cream of the crap right there. Just to go to show that there's not that many even good older receivers. I mean, it's kind of crazy, the influx of wide receivers that we've had in the past, like, three years alone. Yes. Just quality wide receivers. Very cool. Thanks, thank, thanks for 2016. Yeah. 15. Right. All the above. Okay. So let's pick up here. Still no names to shake a leg at. Right, right. All right. Tyler Lockett. 23. Prashad Perriman. 22. Philip Dorsett. 23. Willie Sneed. Only 23. Martavis Bryant. 24. Tavon Austin. Just squeaking in. 25. Nelson Aguilar. 23. Sammy Coates. 23. Jeff Janis. Also just squeaking in. Devin Funches. 22. Josh, the Weedhead Gordon. <laughs> he's 25, but in weed years, he's like uh, 50. Hey, man, <laughs> right. chill out with the Gordon jokes. Marcus Wheaton. 25. <laughs> Wheaton right after Gordon. DeAndre Smelter. 24. Devontae Adams. 23. Kenny Bell. 24. And Bruce Ellington. 24. All right, so. 
so that's the list of guys that we're going to be talking about, whether or not we they're players that we love, sleepers, or no thanks. Yes, and there's a lot of people I like here. They're, oh, yeah, definitely. And I think there's a lot of people we don't even really like spend a lot. I mean, obviously, Odell Beckham is the number one. Why is he the number one dynasty player? We named it, right? Yeah, yeah we, already, we already discussed. Targets, skill set, production. I mean, re- re- production, that's really yeah, I mean. That's what it comes down to. He has glue hands. Yeah. We all saw the catch. Yeah. Put him on the map. So the next guy, DeAndre Hopkins, only 24, one year older than Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a huge Nuck fan, and if DeAndre can get, if DeAndre Hopkins can get kind of the, some of the production that Eli Manning can produce, if Brock Eisweiler can do that, right. I can see DeAndre Hopkins making that push to be the number one overall dynasty player. Because I actually like Ode- DeAndre Hopkins' skill set better than Odell Beckham's. Okay. Their, their hands, I mean, you can't argue hands with me. They both equally have the same Right, they're good both ridiculous, hands. right. DeAndre Hopkins made just as, just as good of a catch as Odell Beckham did that same year, that the one-handed catch. Unfortunately, he's got called back for a penalty. But it was just, he, did, he made an amazing one-handed catch as well. And DeAndre Hopkins, you'll see do that a lot as well. He's definitely um, acrobatic, yeah. Again, I mean, his hands are sickening. Mm-hmm. So, he's young. I mean, I think, I think the difference is, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is a little bit bigger, and Odell Beckham is probably a little bit more explosive out of his cuts. I mean, that's the, the differentiation between those two guys. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I mean, you're really splitting you're hairs. You're splitting hairs. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it, who's going to get? the more targets right. is what it's going to boil it down to. And right now, even Houston with that Lamar Miller, maybe that opened up a little bit more for DeAndre. Does not having a run game hurt Odell Beckham a little bit? Uh, no, I don't think it does. Probably not. They're both getting double teamed regardless. Right. So it doesn't matter. Can't go wrong with either of these guys. Both studs. Guys that you would have to pay super heat for, I'd have no problem doing it. Right. I made a move for DeAndre Hopkins recently. We talked about it. Right, right. Um, next guy, Amari Cooper, 22. He's practically a small child. I mean, yeah, he's a little baby. Um, he's just grown up. But, I mean, this is the guy that obviously came into the league and he was a ridiculous route runner. He actually had some surprising issues with his hands the first year. Like, it's just stuff I didn't really see on tape. Just kind no. of. No, it was bad. He dropped like 10% of his balls. Right, right. And um, it seemed to be maybe like it was concentration type of stuff. Like, he was trying to run his routes before he. Um, caught the ball and stuff like that so i don't expect those things to linger and become a huge issue yeah me neither because i didn't see it on his tape right as well and again we're talking about one of the guys who's probably arguably for me one of the best route runners i've ever seen cut out of college mm-hmm. ever Definitely. i mean sickening the yeah. way this guy gets out of his breaks is is gross and he he has everything you want out of a number one receiver he just has to catch the ball better i agree i mean there's two guys i know we're going to talk about here that are probably top 10 or top five dynasty receivers that need to catch the ball better. And Amari Cooper is one of them. The only, that's something for me personally that differentiates him between him and Allen Robinson, why I would take Allen Robinson ahead of him. Um, again, they're both the same exact age. Right. So for me, Allen Robinson, they're both going to be heavy targeted players. And is Amari Cooper have a better route running skill set? Yeah, but Allen Robinson doesn't drop as many balls. That's a good breakdown. I, I agree with it, and I don't like it. So I don't really consider that a breakdown. I mean, you, you broke down the differences and, and what you right. liked. I mean, it's just, I, lo- I mean, Allen Robinson, he averaged double-digit fantasy points for like 10 weeks in a row. It's, it's gross. Oh, I mean, yeah, all these guys, it's going to be, it's going to get these first, these top like seven or eight guys, are, it's going to be much the same story, and they're all 
relatively young where, you know, the differentiation between the years is only going to be a couple of years. So when we're talking about a lot of these guys, it's going to be a very similar situation. Yeah, we're talking top 10 guys here. I mean, the ADP differential between the two right now is two slots. I mean, Allen Robinson right now is ADP number five overall, right behind Antonio Brown. If you get that on DynastyNerds.com. Mari Cooper is going number seven overall, right behind Mike Evans. Yeah, I mean, and when you're that high up in the draft and you're picking, you know, young wide receivers, it's really personal preference or who falls to you. Uh-huh. You know, so I mean, it's um, yeah, all I mean, these guys are great picks. We'll I put mean, it that way. A Rob, Allen Robinson went as high as pick number three mm-hmm. overall in some of these mocks. He he went three. I mean, honestly, he went three, four, nine, five, six. So it's a nine that really kind of skewed him a little bit, too. Right. It's kind of odd it would slip that far. That's well, kind of gross. Well, to me, a three is a little bit high for him, too. So, I mean, there's probably, you know, where he ended up is probably a little bit more, you know, at five. In, the, in the average draft. Yeah. Yeah. For me, personally, I I would take every single one of those guys probably ahead of him. Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham. Right. That's what I mean. I would take all personally, those guys. Personally, that's what so I would take. I. Yeah, so would I. That's what I mean. Like, three, I think, is too high. Nine is too late. So, so you slot him somewhere in the middle. So I wouldn't have, a, but I wouldn't even have a problem. Like somebody took him at three, I wouldn't even go, oh, novice. No, but I'd feel awesome at four. Yeah, I'd feel, you, I'd feel good at four that somebody that I wanted more than him fell to me. Do you feel like there's a tier here, like me looking at this ADP, this top five, those guys I mentioned? Do you feel like now all these guys are studs? But do you feel like that's a tier? Like if you have a dynasty startup pick, you want a top five pick. Read it to me again, the top five. Odell Beckham, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, and Allen Robinson. And who's after it? Then you have Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Todd Gurley, Des Bryant, Zeke Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, A.J. Green. And then a little behind that is Rhea to Brandon Cooks, Keen Allens, uh, Gronks, and Sammy Watkins. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a pretty clear um, tier there. I mean, there's, I probably a, there's probably a guy that could you know swing up also one tier. That kind of is in that you know six to ten range. I could see one of those guys uh, working their way up there. Yeah, because I'd, t- I'd I would take Mari Cooper six over Mike Evans personally. Yeah, then again, I would take a couple people over Mike Evans. Just me personally. Yeah, me me also. But uh, I just feel like if I have any of those top five, like I'm coming away, like if I'm building my franchise, I'm like yes, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I have a stud that I could build around. Absolutely. Where. Mari Cooper, I like we talked about before. Like I'm not really worried about his drops. I don't. I think he's unquestioned to be a wide receiver one. I do have some a little bit of reserve about Mike Evans. Not a ton. He's still a stud. Right. But again, a lot of drops. So I have some reserves about him too. Where as soon as I miss out of those top five, I just feel like inside I'm like, oh. yeah, you feel a little bit let down. Like you're you're kind of um, you're getting a really good player, and it, it's it's great but at you know like if you were at six and or at seven and you missed out on all those top guys that we were just talking about you're you're just a little bit let down i feel like i'd, I'd love to move back so i could just pick up like an aj green and keen allen or keen allen and sammy watkins i agree something along those right. lines yep. um so next guy on the list is mike evans too he's 22 years old kind of same um concerns as amari cooper just with the drops mm-hmm. but he's real young he's only been playing football for about five years so he doesn't even he hasn't even playing football that that long right and he's paired with a stud quarterback all right yeah in famous Jameis. right on you, i mean you his situation is great um obviously he came into a good situation and then it just got better uh, um in this past year so um his long-term value is great he, him and the quarterback are to be together for a long time so you don't have to worry about a guy like 
retiring. I mean, like a la Odell Beckham, you know, you have probably uh, three or four more years until Eli is going to be thinking about hanging up his cleats also. But with Mike Evans, you don't have that worry for, no. for uh, you know. Who a knows? long time. Yeah, yeah. who knows? I, mean, I get that. Same thing like a Mark Cooper with a Derek Carr. They have right. a long right. time. Like, neither of those guys are ever going anywhere. They're not going to walk off their team. They keep those things together. And, you know, Mike Evans is coming off. He's entering his third year, so a nice time, prime breakout year. Mm-hmm. Took a big step back last year, not scoring a touchdown. His rookie year, he comes out, scores 12 touchdowns. Everybody's excited about it. You know, he's a top guy. Caught six more balls this year. Caught 150 more yards of passes, but mm-hmm. caught nine less touchdowns. Well, that's the thing. I mean, he's a, he is a big target, so um, there are going to be years when he catch, catches a ton of passes or t- ton of touchdowns and then you know there might be these odd regression years where you know as in last year where he didn't catch quite as many so I mean almost like a big running back that's touchdown dependent he is somewhat I mean like his his elite status might be a little bit um touchdown dependent because he's still going to catch a ton of passes he's going to be a valuable guy either way but to get him to that like elite status he may need to catch you know double digit touchdowns him and Winston been working out in the offseason together this could be this could be the year that Evans solidifies himself. I mean, we're talking, I mean, one of the guys we both agreed that we kind of like pass on Evans here, maybe for a little bit of risk, what we saw last year, but he could be a guy that takes a huge step that make like, we don't even see it coming where he's a consensus top 10 dynasty pick where he ends up as the number one right. overall dynasty player. You know what I mean? This is a guy we're talking about. He has over a thousand yards his first two years. He has right. 15 right. touchdowns not, in his first two yeah, yards. That's not two easy years. to do. Right. I mean, he had 1200 yards last year. Mm-hmm. That's a ton. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the running game is good. The quarterback's game game is good. They can definitely use another receiver to offset him going into the future. But in the meantime, if he can get those touchdowns up, yeah, he's he could take another huge step as well. I know we kind of haven't mentioned, you know, what play, what these guys fall into, but these are have so far all been guys that I love. I don't know. We haven't, like, really come out and said yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I love every – I mean, yeah, yeah. until we get to – I mean, I'll say – and until I say I don't love a guy, right. I love all these right. guys. Right, yeah. I, I just wanted to lay it out there since that was the format that we, you know, started yeah. with. Well, that's a good call. Yeah. Pick him, make me, you know, make me look bad. No, I'm not trying. I'm trying to make I'm us look good. I'm just pulling your leg there, friend. <laughs> so, moving on. Moving Mike on. Mike Evans, clear cut. I mean. Yeah, player I love, man. 22 years old, you know, obviously like a six foot five guy that's, you know, prototypical stuff. Love those big, strong yeah, receivers. Exactly. Make me hot. Well, so easy. <laughs> moving on here, Sammy Watkins. Now, I feel like Sammy Watkins could be had. You know what I mean? I feel like some people are just in on Sammy Watkins. I see think some people are are out on Sammy Watkins. I still have Sammy Watkins as my avatar on Twitter. I know you do. Just look at me up at Dynasty Rich if you don't follow me. There you go. When you've been listening to this podcast for so long, you don't even follow me on Twitter. You have a ton of followers. I'm sure they all follow you. I don't know. No, we have more listeners than I have Twitter followers, for sure. But I do get emails, but like, I don't have Twitter. What do I do? I'm like, just email me and do what you do. So right. get tons of emails, too. I respond to everybody. Don't worry. I'm here to help. God bless you. Mm-hmm. I try, too. So Sammy Watkins. All right. Watkins is only 23. All right. Uh, just turned 23, too. Sure. So he's not that old. Again, had his first 1,000-yard campaign last year. Only played in 13 games as well. To me, kid's a stud. Still love him. Situation hurts him. Obviously, the situation hurts him, but he is a stud. I mean, it's it was evident from the first time I ever saw him on the field in in college at Clemson. I mean, oh yeah, he's a beast. The guy is a beast. He's I mean, he's had a couple of little nicks here and there. Um, 
in the pros so far, which I mean, it's slowed down his production and maybe like his progression here a little bit. But he's Even, he's, he's hurt fine. now, so I think right. he, the fact that he's hurt now makes him more. Anytime he gets hurt, right. they're more accessible to buy. Right, and I, I love Sammy Watkins. I love people like, well, he plays in Buffalo. The weather, but Josh Gordon played in Cleveland with the quarterbacks. He had stud years. Right, uh, Andre Reid for the Bills had stud years. Down the road, the New York Giants play. Odell Beckham's the number one overall player at all. It's it, weather doesn't have to do anything. With it. It, it re- I mean, it really it, it can't affect late season games. But no. Chicago gets the same kind of weather. Exactly, it's, it, it's fine. Yeah, it's people all, just pick and choose Buffalo. I feel like it's a smaller market, so they get worse weather. Than I mean, Chicago, else. Cleveland. I mean, even Green Bay. All those. I mean, yeah. Know, all those guys have had stud wide receivers, so it, it's fine. You are correct, sir. So it all comes about Tyrod Taylor, and can Tyrod Taylor take another step this year? If they doesn't, if they do, if he does not, do they go out and get another young quarterback, or does Cardale come in, and then does that regress him as well? I mean, it's obviously it's an unsettled position for them, so obviously that's going to affect his value in my eyes a little bit, but not enough that I don't want the guy. No, I mean again, on that team last year, he had nine touchdowns and 1,047 yards in 13 games. Right. And he had some huge games. I mean, he had five games with 100-plus touch yards. So it's kind of like, yeah, sign me up, man. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Sign me up for that kind of production. Still a big uh, – He again, he's somebody that I would recommend going out and get. He's somebody that I would love to get more shares of Sammy Watkins. Again, yeah, time might not be, easy to get. No, but – But it, time's probably now. Yeah, I, I would say so with the foot injury and all that. The cheapest he'll be. Like, if – if somehow you could pull off giving off like one of these coveted 17 ones and like another player for Sammy Watkins, get out there and be somebody. Yeah. Um, next on the list, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen um, came in at only 24. I was kind of surprised by that. It feels like he's been in the league too long for him to only be 24. He's entering his fourth year. Right. But I mean, it just, uh, it is what it is. Guy's young and came out, obviously came in the league young. So just signed a new deal. Mm-hmm. It's a four year deal. $45 million, all right? He's going to be with Philip Rivers for a while. I am a huge Keenan Allen fan. He's just a target machine. That's what, I mean, yeah, that's what he is. He's he's not going to be, um, I don't know. He, he's not going to be the guy, like, getting making these huge explosive plays, but he's going to catch you a ton of passes, man. He's yeah. just going to be a PPR A volume monster. guy. Yeah. Kind of like, a, almost like an Alshon Jeffrey, kind of. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And... They're very similar. He needs to, I mean, he missed half the season last year, and he started off hot. He was in fuego. Mm-hmm. Had him some shares. Oh, yeah? And then he got hurt, and I was like, oh, no. Dang it. Come back to me, Keenan. <laughs> Come back, Keenan. So last year, he had 67 catches for 725 yards. And in his fourth year, he's only had 1,000-yard-plus season. That was his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, he had four touchdowns last year, four the year before that, eight before that. And, again, some of that could be had. I, I mean, I think so, just because, um, you know, the nicks and bruises and whatnot, um, he's probably got a little bit of a reputation out there due to that. Um, and if you just look at his numbers, like you said, he's only had the 1,000-yard season. Um, so he's a guy that you can still probably obtain, whereas um, some of those guys up at the top of the list, you know, good luck. He's got to stay healthy this year, too. Otherwise, you're going to have that injury-prone He's going to have the, I mean, yeah, he's going to have that label. Right? Yeah, and Absolutely. you need guys to help you. Again, the best ability is reliability. Um, so Keenan Allen is definitely somebody that I like. I would love somebody I would feel comfortable building my receiver core around mm-hmm. somebody like Keenan Allen. Again, a different tier of a wide receiver one, but to me, still, if healthy, a wide receiver one, one of those coveted spots. Right now. Uh, next on the list is the Enigma, Kevin White. Kevin White. 
24 years old already. Yeah. I so was, you already see these other guys we named right. already, and Kevin White, the stud, is already 24 years old. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because my, my memory's a little fuzzy on this, but um, he only played one year at West Virginia, which means yes. he, he went JUCO, right? So he was in the JUCO ranks for a while there. Correct. Okay. I was just I just couldn't remember why he was so old already. Yeah, and then he went to West Virginia, right. destroyed everything, oh, yeah. had the best, most wild tape ever, and right. then came in and got hurt. So he's 24. He just turned 24 a week ago. Right. So happy belated, Kev. <laughs> Go out there and run some great routes at 4-3. <laughs> he's big. He's 6'3", he's 215, super fast, explosive. Makes crazy plays on the ball. And, and I mean, he's a guy on, I mean, hopefully he does it in the NFL. Hopefully it all transitions. But, um, I mean, he's a guy at West Virginia that just made plays, man. We talked about this at the startup draft that you and I both agreed. We'd, no way we'd take him where he's going. It's Wait, just Where's he going? I'm sorry. Uh, he went, like, the second round, I think, of a oh. startup or draft somewhere, somewhere right along right, those right. lines. Maybe even, I think it was somewhere in the second round. I mean, that, that to me, is too early for uh, such a big risk. Huge. I mean, you're um, literally going off of one year of, of college, of tape. college tape, right. one year of college tape. And that's it. I mean, I mean the, his the, ADP right now is 18. Yeah. Yeah. That's too high to, for me. Um, I'm 18. Just, I'm looking for somebody with those first couple of picks that are, you know, sure things that are young studs that are just going to be building blocks and not to say that he can't be a young stud building block, but one year it comes with an I could, that pick comes with a lot of risk a little and bit too much for me not only do one year of tape you have injury concerns as well right, right don't love kevin white okay he's your first don't love huh? don't love i like kevin white okay i would feel comfortable if i drafted kevin white in my rookie draft mm-hmm. that's the only way i'd own i have no i have zero kevin white shares I don't and, need, I'm o- yeah. and i'm okay with it because I don't need, yeah i don't either because i i mean i picked too late in those drafts um both those years, I mean, the year that he came out, both the drafts I'm in, or both the leagues I'm in, I drafted too late. So there was no way I was getting them. And, um, 18 re- startup ADP. That's middle of the second <sighs> round. That's that's too high. I don't love him that much. We'll put it that way. No. I do have him in my players that I love, but I don't love him that much. So I guess maybe I, we both probably fall in the, at that at that price, he's just a player I There's like. There's no news with Alshon, but he's even the number one receiver on his team at this oh, point. Yeah, right, absolutely. I, I mean, they got Alshon. Obviously, on the franchise tag now, um, I think they're obviously hoping to get a long-term thing with Alshon, and then there'll be the, a nice little one-two combo for the next four years. But I would imagine after that, it'd be Kevin White's gig. You you would hope so. Yeah, but I mean, there's a learning curve there. Oh yeah, I mean, everything. That, I mean, that's on. like if everything progresses naturally, and you know, Kevin White is you know good. Kevin White's Kevin White, right? So again, big, fast receiver, zero NFL experience, right? Only one year of, uh, you know, uh, what am I trying to think here? One year of college experience. One year of college, yeah. yes. And that's Division One college. Right. So, again, just a big enigma. So, I've seen tons of explosive big receivers come to the NFL and just fizzle. So that uh, I mean, gives I think, me a little I think bit concerned. Di- I mean, I think he differentiated himself a little bit from some of the guys that fizzled. But that's, I mean, at 18... An ADP, ADP of 18, I don't love him no. that much. But I, I, I still have him in my players I love. I just can't take him out. Okay. Early. I like him. Right. And I feel, and I just feel, I feel, if you have him, it's like, ooh, if I see a roster, I'm like, ooh, you got Kevin White too. But again, what have you done? You haven't done anything for me. Right. No, I understand. You know, it's like, what yeah. is, you know, Corey Coleman going to do this year? Fan, fantasy point wise, can they could be pretty similar. So there you go on that. All right. Um, moving on, Jarvis Landry. Now, 
There's a lot of Jarvis Landry hate going out in the world today. Hate? Yeah. Everybody thinks Leontay Cruz is going to come in there and take his job. Uh, they think now that all his targets are going to go down and drop. I think he's re- going to regress a little bit. He definitely can't come off with the same amount of touchdowns that he had last year, which was huge. Right. But, you know, I like, for example, in that uh, in the Dynasty Nerds staff league, I took Jarvis Landry in the second round because I'm looking for targets. This is He caught 111 footballs last year. I mean that. I mean that's ridiculous, and I don't see why, where all the hate is because I I could I could see him getting real similar numbers. I think he he's a really good match for the quarterback that he has, who does not throw a good deep ball, and he's a he's an underneath target. I think I think that's like a match made in heaven. Those and two. he obviously has a rapport with Ryan Tannehill. Right. I mean, he had 111 catches, and, I, and, I, and forgive me, I want to say touchdowns regressed. He only had four, so that's not what I meant. But you know. He had one thousand. It's not even like he's catching a ton of balls and not going anywhere with it. He has he had a one thousand one hundred fifty nine yards. So I mean, he's good for ten point four. It's a ten point four clip right. yards per catch. So do I think he's going to catch one hundred eleven balls this year? No, probably not. It could be close to a hundred though. But it's going to be close. To, I think he's going to catch ninety. Right, ninety. I think he's at ninety to hundred balls. I mean, Chris Whitman, he writes for us. He's a huge Dolphins fan, okay. and he's all off the Jarvis Landry bandwagon. He thinks Leontay Cruz is going to come in here and steal his job, and that's why they took Leontay Cruz high as he did. Um, again, I just think it's you just can't throw away somebody who's producing like that, right? It's, I, I, I totally, or try and I pull totally them out of the, or pull them out of the game plan right. when they've showed you what they can do. I mean, this is a guy that came in. His big question coming out of college was his, you know, is is not his talent, but his athletic ability, his speed, his overall his speed, top speed, and I think he's shown that he's got enough. Him and Odell can catch the ball extremely well, right. and like you said, for a guy that what he does, it's perfect for Tannehill. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he's a possession guy with a with a quarterback that likes to dump it underneath. I see a lot of people. I just see. I mean, the the feeling I'm getting in the dynasty community which I try to keep my feelers out there in quite deeply in, is that people are down on Jarvis Landry. Well, hey, if anyone in my leagues are, are down on him, they want to trade me Jarvis Landry, feel free. I will take him. Yeah, I feel really comfortable. With I'll even pay you a good amount for him. <laughs> I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll give you fair value. <laughs> I will give you fair value. So you're, you're with him. me then on, on the Jarvis Landry bandwagon. Yeah. Yes. We sure do agree a lot. Well, I think the show would be better if we disagreed more. I don't really care. Because I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and be phony. So. so Jarvis Landry, we both like him. He's 23 on the Dolphins. Adam Gase there is now as well. So if Tannehill could take a big, a bigger step, again, I think Deontay Carew and Devontae Parker have a better chance to benefit from that step than Jarvis Landry taking a huge step back. And I don't see a rookie as Leontay Carew just coming in and taking all these targets. I don't either. Um, yeah. Maybe in a year or two, and they decide to maybe let you know keep Devontae Parker and let Jarvis Landry walk. Maybe that has something to do with it. But I mean, so- I could see that that scenario playing itself out, but I don't think that Leontay Carew is just going to come in and steal Jarvis Landry's no, job. No, and not anytime soon either. No. So I think, and I think if Landry walks in the right situation for what he does, if he finds the right quarterback, can see the same amount of production. And at 23, if he can sign a four- or five-year contract somewhere else, i.e. like maybe, no, obviously Tom Brady be gone, but somewhere in a good spot like that, right? there's no reason to be down on him. I think he'll produce for you, and I think he's. I think he showed that he could be pretty consistent, i.e., for one year. Yeah, definitely. But the tape I saw for that one year, I was really happy with. Throw me the ball, short. I'll catch it. Sweet fantasy points. Ring him up. Uh moving on here. 
Who's next on our list? Uh, Brandon Cooks, only 22 years old. Super young. Super young. Super fast. Very fast. In a great, another guy in a great offense with a great quarterback. Um, really, I mean, obviously this year they drafted a guy early as well in Mike Thomas from Ohio State. Love Mike Thomas. Right, which we do love. But um, I think those two, even, you know, even with another guy on this list, Willie Sneed, um, I think all three of those guys can coexist. I mean, obviously in the past, Drew Brees has shown that he can spread the ball around really nicely and have a lot of fantasy assets have good value. Yeah. I, again, Brandon Cooks, super young, super fast. Could use, can you, I think somebody like Mike Thomas is going to help Brandon Cooks a ton. Right. Somebody who's not designed to be like the Antonio Brown number one receiver. Maybe can he possibly get there? Possibly. But as of right now, he can use that to offset him because his speed is his number one game. Again, a receiver that caught over 1,000, he had 1,000 yards last year and only 84 catches. I mean, and Mike Thomas is, is going to naturally, I don't think, I mean, obviously he's not going to step in immediately for Marcus Colston, but he's going to fall into that role eventually as the bigger guy that's, you know, making more, more possession type of catches. I mean, he can make. Stuff down, he can make plays downfield, but that's not really his forte. I think Mike Thomas is going to have one of the highest fantasy points for a rookie receiver this year. I really do. Because I think he's going to step into offense right away and produce. They need another big receiver. I think Willie Sneed's more of a speed guy on the outside. He's a, I mean, um, Willie Sneed can be a slot. He can be the third guy. He can be a slot guy, or he can bounce out to the outside and have Thomas play in the slot, like a big slot. A big slot receiver. Yeah. I.e., how they use like Marcus Colson sometimes right. there right. as well. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I mean, again, I think Mike Thomas comes in. And he's, I think he produces right away. Maybe is it huge numbers? Maybe not. But in that offense with Drew Brees, I think he produces right away. And I think Brandon Cooks is kind of benefit. I, I see Brandon Cooks going over a thousand yards again and be peppered with some targets. I definitely think I think he's going over a thousand as well. Definitely falls in the category of love, like some guy I want to have on my. Oh roster. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm. He's one of those guys that I wish I could get a piece of, but I, at this point, I just know I'm not really gonna be able to. Unfortunately, in any of my leagues. Yeah, so. he, again, he's a name that comes out. Like, I made a trip. I had to get DeAndre Hopkins. I had to give up Brandon Cooks in a first-round pick right. to get him. Mm-hmm. Well, that's to get Nuck, but that's how much I like him. Um, next on the list is Randall Cobb, who is surprising someone to be on this list. But you forget how young he is. He's still only 25, but does turn 26 in August. So he'll be 26 when the season starts. Right, he's like really just squeaking in on, on a kind of formality type of thing. Yeah, punctured his lung last year. Right. Ouch. Ouch. That, but I mean, mean, and that was his one big chance to shine. You know, um, it was his one, one chance to prove to everyone that he was like a number one. And he kind of, to me, he faltered and, and, and didn't show the reliability. Big that, time. That you were talking about earlier. And I, I wrote an article right before, not this year, but the year before that about how it's a Cobb snob. Right. And I just, I, I didn't really get all the hype on Cobb. Like, I thought he was a good football player, which I still think he is. Right. I never saw him as a true number one. I wrote about it. And then all of a sudden he came out and had 1,287 yards for, with 91 catches. And then everybody's like, oh, Rich, you're wrong on that. And then last year, he gets a chance to be a number one receiver, played in all 16 games. So there's no excuses here. Right. Uh, 79 catches, 829 yards, six touchdowns. Poo poo. That's, that's just not good enough, man. Poo poo. I mean, obviously, that's not good enough. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't even need to say it. You know, like you're just, okay. Obviously, he's better in a role where he is, he's, not the focal point of the defense and where he was probably, you know, he was like their only one, one guy that they definitely had to worry about week in and week out from the wide receiver position. 
And I'm sure Jordy Nelson's going to come back and help him a ton. Oh, yeah. And I think that it shows me he can't be a number one, which is no fine because I just want production. Right. So if Jordy helps you get that production, it's fine. We don't know where his contract's going to end up. Uh, but to me, that, that affects his long-term value. Because oh, sure. if he's on this team with this great offense and all these great wide receivers opposite of him, and then he goes somewhere else, who knows? I mean, that, that's the kind of stuff that doesn't transition from team to team. No. He might be a, a very team-specific yeah. asset. And you have Aaron Rodgers. Right. If he, move, if he moves on from Aaron Rodgers and he doesn't have his warm, cozy blanket of Jordy Nelson on the other side, what is his true value? And to me, it's not. It's not that high. Yeah. It's not as high as everyone else thinks. No thanks. Yeah, I mean, he's me. no thanks for me. People well. love them some Randall Cobb. Right. He has great ADP. I wouldn't draft him at all. All right. Mm. This is a guy who's been in the league for five years. He has one thousand yard receiver re- season. One. Right. That was, okay. uh, yeah, it was 2014. 2014. Right. And I mean, only in 2013, he played six games. That's it. But besides that, I mean, his rookie year was a, a wash at, you know, 375 yards. 954 in his sophomore year, and then 829 last year. So, to me, the consistency, what I see out of him is that he's going to be about, you know, an 80-catch guy mm-hmm. for, like, 850 yards. Which is... A wide receiver three. At best, yeah. I mean, I personally, on a championship team, that's not even a wide receiver three. And no touchdowns right. even go with it. That's not, I mean, that's not a wide receiver three on a touchdown, on a, on a championship team. Yeah, I mean, so, he had one game last year over 100 yards. One game. Right. We're, I mean, for a guy that's supposed to be an explosive playmaker, you know, uh, as he was described out of coming out of Kentucky, it's kind of like, yeah, man, no thanks. And I feel like, I feel like you should, you have youth on your hand here. I feel like he's somebody you should be kind of selling, right? I mean, because you get really good return on Randall Cobb. I mean, I now you still can, yeah. I I, I would try, but if you un- get two unfortun- first, unfortunately, probably before you know, right when Jordy Nelson got injured was probably his highest. That was probably his peak value before he got the chance to shine when he didn't. I'm hoping he starts off hot and I can sell that. If I can somehow sell now, if somehow I can get like, I, again, I know we mentioned the name again, but like say 1-3 this year, yeah. get like Corey Coleman, even like a Josh Dotson 1-4 and a 17 first for him, yeah. I'm jumping on it, man. The, the play, the play, yeah, the play might be to just to wait a little bit because chances are that he's going to have a, a, at least a good start to the season with Jordy Nelson coming back. You hope. Right. But if he doesn't, then you're screwed. Good point. So, again, just listen to me two years ago. I said sell Randall Cobb when he was at his peak. So jump in your DeLorean. Go 88. Mm-hmm. Let's do everything I say on this podcast because all this pans out. I'm a freaking damn guru over here. Uh, moving on. So Randall Cobb is the first guy we both said no, no thanks. thanks. Yep. Kelvin Benjamin. All right. 25 years old. Had a boo-boo last year. He did. Had a little uh, torn Achilles. That uh, ain't good. No, not Achilles. ACL. Yeah, I was going to say. I thought it they was They both came with the A's. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, sure. trying to, I'm trying to multitask over I, here. I can see you. You're doing about five different things at once. Over so, here. Kelvin Benjamin's 25. Again, just kind of falls into that, just makes this list category. But, just, you know, he turned five February, in February, turned 25. And he was a guy that we kind of um, touched on as a guy that was old, coming into the league a little bit older during, during his rookie year. So, I mean, it's no surprise that he's just, you know, kind of squeaking in. Yeah. And he showed... His one year that he played, he had 73 catches for 1,000 yards, but the big thing, he has nine touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, his game and Mike Evans' games, it's just kind of, it's kind of mirrored imaged, I guess. They're both, like, really big guys that 
they're going to have their peak value when they're scoring a bunch of touchdowns, I think. Yes. So, I mean, if, if, the, if the touchdown production dips, his value will go with it. Um, I think, personally, obviously, I'd rather have Mike Evans. Young, By a mile. Younger guy, just, I think, more, more talented. I was a guy that did not like Calvin Benjamin. You hated him coming out. Coming out, and... I mean, I've come around slightly, but he's still a guy that I'm going to say no thanks on. No thanks to me either. Um, ADP of 26 right now. I mean, I'd almost rather, and, and we've talked about actually, you know, going back to Randall Cobb, his ADP is only at 30 right now. So people, he's only one spot ahead, ahead of Laquan Treadwell and Corey Coleman. So I guess trying to get two firsts is kind of out the window, what I was saying. Yeah, right. But Kelvin Benjamin is a little bit higher. He's ADP of 26. So really at the top of the third round. Is where you can get somebody like that. I mean, for me, I would, I would personally, if Kevin White and him were sitting there staring me in the face, I'd go Kevin White. I'd rather have the unknown guy that I think. Oh, me too. Is you know way more explosive than. And so does everybody else. That's why he's eight spots ahead of him. Yeah. Good point. Um, I'm just looking back down here. Like, I don't. I'd rather have Jeremy Macklin and Kelvin Benjamin. Is that am I crazy? Um. Like, I'm, a, guys, I'm a big the, Jeremy Macklin yeah, fan. Yeah, you, you're probably a bigger J-Mac fan than I am. but um, He's almost a wide receiver one last year. I know. If I had to pick between those two, I, this is tough because I'm not as big. I, I would probably pick Benjamin just because he's younger. Okay. But I don't, I don't necessarily like either one of those guys. A Obviously, lot. I said no thanks to Kelvin Benjamin. Uh-huh. So, Jerry, I mean, Macklin I'd, at this More point. More no thanks. Career, yeah, he'd probably be a no thanks. Bag of no thanks for you. A yeah, bag of no thanks exactly. for you. It's like Oprah over here. <laughs> it's like the opposite of Oprah. Yeah, I mean, Kelvin Benjamin, for me, it's just, okay, you tore your ACL, that's a knock, but not a huge knock. You know, no, now plenty of guys get injured. Know. I mean, it was like a non-contact thing, too, which sucks. But Yeah, right before the season right. starts. But, I mean, it's still a concern. Oh, I mean, yeah. When you say it, concerns. Absolutely. And he's not as big as risk here. You can take him in the third round, the startup draft. But for me here, I, like, I'd rather gamble on yeah, you know, I'm taking my tight end. I'm probably, if I didn't miss out on Gronk, I'm taking like Jordan Reed. Right, no, for sure. For a guy that I didn't think moved that well to begin with, Calvin Benjamin, uh, a torn ACL on a non-contact injury, like non-contact play, it doesn't bode well for my opinion of him. And I don't, and I don't, I don't see, I don't see long-term success for Calvin Benjamin. Like even if he does come out this year and plays pretty well, and like next year, I don't see. I'm with you. A long-term window there for him. He falls in that running back category for me. Like how big of a window I have. There's definitely like if I if I take him, which I wouldn't take him. Like again, I'd honestly rather take one of the rookie receivers here, like Laquan Treadwell, yeah. Corey Coleman. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of like to me, I don't see that long-term success. I really don't. I'm passing. I don't like. All right. Next guy on the list, I like a lot. Dante Moncrief. Okay. Liked him a lot coming out of college. Okay. I mean, he's still young, 22 years old. I didn't realize he was that young. Super young. Yeah. That's, um, I mean, that was surprising when, when I was running through this list and, and, and populating it and stuff like that. I couldn't believe that he was that young. Yeah. I mean, he, he just signs with, I mean, Andrew Luck just signed the richest deal in NFL history. So he's got one of the best quarterbacks in the league coming behind him. But again, he's only 22 years old. Turns 23 mm-hmm. this August. Um, but he's already got two, at twenty two. He's got two years in the league. Yeah, I mean, I mean that all bodes well for him. Everything you just said bodes well for him. He's still, for whatever reason, not a player that I love. No, he's not. I, I mean, I can't put my finger on exactly why. Um, because he he very well might be the future there. Um, I think he is the future there. 
I love him. Yeah. Like on the bottom, like, you know, you know, the, the heart, the heart's <laughs> like that two yeah. voluptuous breast shapes on top. It goes down, it comes to, the down point. to the point yeah. where your heart breaks. Right. That's where he's at. He's settled on the bottom. Okay. Yeah. So he's just at the bottom of your heart. He's at the very bottom of my heart. But I, there's still love at the bottom. I, I still like him a lot. And, and I, I mean, it's, I don't like Philip Dorsett at all. No, not and, no thanks. And T.Y. Hilton, I mean, I like him. I like him, but like none of those guys excite me for whatever reason. So Dante Moncrief naturally should because he's like the guy that I would naturally gravitate to. But for whatever reason, I I I just don't. So, so he's so big. He's six two. He's two twenty two. Right. That's right? what I mean. That's what I meant by like I would naturally gravitate towards that type of guy. I feel like if you sat down, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like if you sat down and you watched like some Moncrief Moncrief film last year okay. and just focused on him for the whole year, right? You'd come away like, I think this guy's going to take a step next year. But I feel like everybody feels that way as as well too. Like his name is pretty like right in fuego right now. All right, so it's not like he's some cheap commodity, but like I understand. Like I'm on board with that. You know, I'm yeah. like. Yeah. I, I see this bandwagon go, you know, going around. I'm like, hey, pick me up too. I want to ride. <laughs> Woo, my grief. Well, well, I am just like, yeah, I'll just, I'll stick this one out, guys. You're high fiving the yeah, prince. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. Hey, you want to come along? No, no, no. I'm, no, I'm waiting for uh, Devontae Parker to come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for him over there. I like that train it's a little yeah. less crowded, and yeah. I'm about to jump on that <laughs> exactly. one. Exactly. People see me better when I'm over here. I like, need some room, man. Like I'm right too. <laughs> yeah, I just think. T.Y. Hillen, to me, is not a number one receiver. No. I mean, he did have a, a really good year. Yes. The one year, I mean, where he was. He signed long-term, too. Right, and he signed long-term. Um, so, But I think T.Y. Hilton would naturally slot down into that, that secondary Ooh. wide receiver role there really nicely. And I, I, do, I really think Dante Moncrief could, I guess. I, I'm almost talking myself into loving this guy, but I, I don't. So I'm gonna just put him in that that one like weird category where we kind of don't have a category for where it's guys you really like but you can't say you love them. Yeah, and T.Y. Hilton, I mean T.Y. Hilton's good. He's played four years in the league. Right. I mean he just missed his list because he's 26. But you know, 1,124 yards last year, 1,345 yards a year before that, 1,083 yards before that. Okay, so he's had more than one year. I guess I said it like like yeah. like T like Ty's had that one year, but maybe it's just been three. Years. He, he makes the big plays. I mean, he had sixty nine right. catches last year in that, so his catches actually dropped. He had eighty two and eighty two the year before that. So, I think Ty Hilton can kind of benefit from having Dante Moncrief there too, and I think Moncrief can benefit from Ty Hilton. I think those are like the two kind of guys I want together with that kind of quarterback mm-hmm. to both produce to give me those both wide receiver one numbers, or. As in Hilton's case, I think Hilton will always miss out on the touchdowns where he's going to miss out on, right. which kind of drops him down. I think Hilton's like a pretty good wide receiver, too. Someone who I'm not in love with, who I probably wouldn't end up drafting, but I think Hilton's like Seelan's a consistent wide receiver, too, is okay. where it's at. And you think Moncrief can break into the wide receiver one? Yeah, right up there, like stratosphere. You know, maybe even be like, I'm happy with like wide receiver 13, 14, mm-hmm. right around there. Okay. Uh, size tape i've seen ability route running i like it all from dante moncrief i think it takes a, i think i think it, it's an easy it's an easy bandwagon cheap analysis to say oh i think it takes a step next year i may it might be like the offense that um that i just can't get behind it doesn't seem like they can sustain multiple wide receivers and it seems like ty hilton kind of it's all being funneled towards him and it doesn't seem like there's ever enough scraps left over 
for, you know, like a, a big time tight end and um and another wide receiver. Hey so, man, he only caught sixty nine balls last year, so there's gotta be other balls to go around. And I think and I think last year was just like a big failed experiment, you know, with right. I mean obviously you know, Andre Johnson. Year, yeah. You know, I think they have Hakeem Nix there for a little bit too. It's it's and Andrew Luck was injured. So I mean it's really hard to go off last year's numbers. I, I understand maybe that's maybe that's what's leaving a bad taste in my mouth is just last year and I should wipe it from my slate completely because it wasn't I mean Andrew Luck wasn't there for most of the year and it's paid a boy 25 million dollars a year so they're gonna be like hey throw the right. damn ball and throw in the right. end zone and right. I think Moncrief uh benefits on that All next right. guy on the list is Devontae Parker Devontae Parker 23 years old 23. again catches the ball well has an 80 inch wingspan I mention every time I see Devontae Parker doesn't drop the ball very much right absolutely even he dropped some balls last year I think he takes a big step last year. Came on strong at the end of the year last year. I think he takes a huge step this year. I'm a big Devontae Barker fan. I, I love this guy. I think he's going to take a huge step forward. I think it's going to be him and Jarvis Landry really making plays there in Miami this year. Yeah, and Devontae Parker right now is at ADP of 21, which is at the back. He's right behind Dante Moncrief. So he's right towards the end of that second round. And he's somebody that I would love, like coming back around the draft. I mean, there's nobody here that I would take ahead of him. I mean, Demarius Thomas, he's right ahead of Demarius Thomas. So who would you take, Demarius Thomas or Oh, I'd take De- Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker all day. God, Demarius Thomas has taken a huge hit I mean, dynasty it's, circles. Well, li- listen, it's just because, I mean, the guy is he's older, and he's got a very unsettled quarterback situation where, I mean, don't get me wrong, Tannehill's no world beater, but he's coming into a, a new system with a very quarterback-friendly yes. head coach that has been known to get, like, really, like, great years out of quarterbacks, and that just trickles into the wide receivers, and, and you know, you get great production from a fantasy standpoint in this offense. So, I mean, I, I'm leaning towards youth and a good offense mm-hmm. as opposed to an older guy with an unsettled quarterback situation. That could be, you know... The, the next two years could be flip-flopping quarterbacks game to game until they get the young guy ready type of thing. And you just, I mean, that wreaks havoc on your fantasy production. You, I don't want to have anything to do with that. And by the time they're through with this mess, who knows, you know, I mean, what's it, I mean, by then Thomas is going to be pretty old. No, and I agree. I think I think it's going to be the big thing that comes back to it. I think this is what's turned to Mary's Thomas. Every time, I, every time I see it, like it does, like in my, in my gut, and I don't talk about it a lot, but where people feel on stand on Demarius Thomas, like it bothers me because I'm like, everybody's just sleeping on him like he's nobody. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, he's 28. He turns 29 in December, so he's getting up there. But we do have a little bit longer shelf life for some of these receivers. I agree. Yeah. Definitely a receiver like him who's 6'3", 229. I mean, Demarius Thomas, I mean, he had, with, we can all agree that Payne Manning was a shell of himself last year, right? Yeah. So people are like, oh, this drop-off of Demarius Thomas. We, we can probably agree that you know, Mark, even say it's Mark Sanchez that comes in or Paxton Lynch, where, you know, Peyton Man's an all time great, but he wasn't like the stud quarterback last year. Demarius Thomas caught 105 footballs last year for 1,304 yards. His touchdowns dropped. That's where I think that, that's where a oh, lot yeah. of that stuff comes oh, out. Yeah. His tough, because the year before that, he had 11 touchdowns, 14 and 10. But you're talking about a guy over the last four years, he had 1,434 yards receiving. 1,430 yards receiving, 1,619 yards receiving, and then last year, 1,304. And again, you have Emmanuel Sanders on the team as well, but at the same time, I just feel like at the end of the second round, people are just sleeping on Damaris Thomas because he is going to be 29. 
which again is older, but for him, he's technically in his prime here, right? Well, I, I mean, technically he's in his prime, but his prime situation was two, two, three years ago, man. You yeah. really, you really got to look at it like that. I mean, yeah, you're that's right. Wh- that's where his, that's where his value is getting affected. It's his situation, man. And until they sort it out, he's a guy that you can't count on. And and by the time you can count on him, to in my eyes, he's going to be past his prime. Okay, I, I, I mean, he's still going to be an asset. Don't get me wrong, but you're asking me, would I rather have Devontae Parker or him? I'd rather have Devontae Parker. He's I got would every, too. He's got everything ahead of him. Okay, I would for Devontae. Okay, Demarius Thomas has everything behind him. Yes. all his value, his great value was was in the past five years. I don't think it's. I don't think his great value was drastically behind him. I think he still has really good value. Definitely, they can come in here and produce this year. I and I guess. I have no. I agree with Devontae Parker because I think Devontae Parker for me is higher than a twenty-one ADP. I would take him higher. I just look at it as like okay, I would take Demarius Thomas ahead of Kevin White. I would take Demarius Thomas ahead of probably Alshon Jeffrey. Just me, just me. Yeah, I don't. I I can't get on board with Alshon Jeffrey. I can get on board with Kevin White because you know you're getting at least. But um, it's just I. It's just weird. It's just, I guess I'm. I just feel like I'm kind of maybe I'm being stubborn with it just because I'm a little bit higher on out Demarius. I just feel like everybody just hates Demarius. I, I mean, I, I don't hate him. You asked me, you know, if I'd rather have Devontae Parker, and I would. <laughs> no, I agree. So I, don't, no. I, I kind of threw you off guard. You, the argument was kind of like, oh, him or Devontae Parker. Right. That's not what I was really going at. Okay. I think I just kind of got off on a tangent there of like, oh, people hate Demarius Thomas. I mean, his ADP is 22, but that's because he, had, he was drafted 19th, 29th, 21st, 27th, 21st. So he he's back there. I mean, I mean, he falls, you know, end of the second round, top of the third round. But again, I can't argue it in the startup draft because right. if you're going to start a, you're going to build a franchise. You don't want to build around Demarius Thomas. You're not going to want it. I, mean, I guess that's you're going right. to want it. You're, it, it. That is right, man. Because you, you're going to you're picking him as your third pick usually. Okay, that's not that bad. And yeah, and you, but I guess I by cl- by then you've either got two stud wide receivers. I'm guessing the person that takes him actually has. One stud wide receiver, and he picked up a running back. Well, he's actually at the very end of the second round, where his ADP is. So yeah, you're probably going receiver. There's the sec- Yeah, I can see that because then you come away with that if you have the first pick, you can come away with like Odell, and then come back with uh, Demarius Thomas and like Jarvis Landry right. or T. Y. Hilton here. Then you feel really good about that. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Talking about the ledge. I mean, right. yeah, Get I am. The ledge. I'm getting all hot and heavy about a couple slots. Exactly. Not slits or slots. slots. Slut. You're such a dirty slut over there. Let's move on, slut. All right. Next on the list, Doro Green Beckham, 23 years old. Um, You love him. Uh, Ooh, you've come down. Nah, I mean, it's, just, it's one of those things that like, he hasn't shown me enough for me to love him yet. I, I do. I mean, is it all the Tajay Sharps? No, no. Yes. His, his upside is huge. Massive. But I think what the one thing he's always shown is that he's kind of a little bit of a knucklehead. And oh, yeah, that's clear as day. Right. I mean, so for me to love and be all in on a player, he can't be a knucklehead. So while I do own a share of him, I got him at the very end of the first round. Um, I, I'm hopeful for him. I like him. I You can't put him in a sleeper category because everyone knows who no, he is. No, you can't sleep on him. So, um, and I definitely, I don't mind having a share of him, so it's not like I, he throws in, he falls in the no thanks category. So this is another guy that... He's right below the I love category. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. Yeah, I don't care about this Tajay Sharp news. Neither all do right, I yeah. I, I look and I, now. Granted, I said you. I was talking about either on a podcast or something. I was a guest on something another day, and mm. I said you can't ignore the Tajay Sharp news. You know what I mean? The fact that he's getting 
time with the ones, it's huge. Yeah, that's huge, but I think they use it as motivation for when he went away. Yeah. I, I, guarantee, I, I really think that was coach, the coach trying to motivate him. Well, I don't even think that affects... Uh, you don't think that you think that rolls right off his back? I, I think it's more to do with Kendall Wright and everybody else on the roster compared yeah. to, you know, and uh, Doro Green Beckham. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all if it was Doro Green Beckham and Taj, Tajay Sharp as the two starters. Yeah. And then they, they throw I mean, they signed Rashard Matthews, but I love right. Rashard. And again, I was, I've been preaching for years for people this Rashard Matthews train. Yeah. I've been on that right. train forever. I've yeah. been telling everybody to get this guy. And now he goes out and he signs. And I'm kind of like, well, you got, you know, Kendall Wright's Kendall Wright. But you got Tajay Sharp taking a big step here as well. Well, well here's the thing. I mean, Kendall Wright, they, they, they basically said, he was freelancing all of his, all of his routes last year, and they and they came in and said, "You are not going to be freelancing anymore." And he didn't like it. He <laughs> wants the ability to freelance and just run around out there. So to me, Kendall Wright is on a short leash. short leash, and he's going to be out of here. And I think they need size with a guy like Marcus Mariota. I mean, right. Tajay Sharp six two, right? And then you got Doro Green Beckham. He's a monster. He's six five. Yeah, he's huge. So you guys, are, these are guys are going to score touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, I like them both. I mean, I agree with you. I can, I'm okay with them both starting there. I mean, it it, it, it it'll probably be Richard Matthews and oh. one of the two of them to begin with. Well, they just sign him, right? And then and then Tajay Sharp probably coming out of the slot in my eyes because I mean I honestly don't think that they like the way Kendall Wright plays a wide receiver. Probably position. not. And it's probably and that's what I'm saying. It's probably more Kendall Wright on the outside. I mean, Richard Matthews is going to start. They signed him. He's beginning all the right. reps with the right. ones as the outside receiver. It's not like Richard Matthews is small too. He's six foot. Again, he's somebody that you could probably go out and go and buy really cheap. Rashard Matthews, who's probably going to be, honestly, if Dora Greenbeckham doesn't really pan out too much, the number one receiver on this team. Yeah, uh, definitely. Rashard Matthews, he's gettable and he's cheap. He's a guy that you can get as probably as a throw-in on another deal or you know you you get him real cheap during your draft, you know, like a third-round pick or something like yeah, that. Again, when I've been preaching him, mean, I, always, I always preach him as, he was available. I, I told people when he was available to pick him off their waiver wires. Mm-hmm. That's how cheap he was for a guy that was like you could spot start. Right. So, Dora Green Beckham, I agree with you. He's right before, right below my love chart. All right. So next is Jordan Matthews, twenty three. Um. So for Ooh. a guy that for a guy that we both really loved, coming out of Vanderbilt, loved him a lot. Out of Vanderbilt, um, hasn't shown me enough that I love him anymore. He's clearly not a sleeper, and he's bordering on on the no thanks for me. Wow, he's like that close to no thanks for me. I know, like uh, he's. I'm still, I'll still acquire him at the right price, but he's he's bordering on no thanks. I mean, I still like Jordan Matthews. He's got an ADP of twenty nine right now. Uh, I think it was a little bit of funky down there last year in philadelphia that's that's the thing where that's the only reason i can't throw him in the no thanks bin is because there was a lot of weird crap going on and i actually liked what i saw out of him i mean he had some drops i wasn't really like in love with but i mean he almost he had 997 yards last year in chip kelly's offense you know what i'm overreacting to chip kelly's offense I don't. I'm not going to say no thanks on Jordan Matthews. Yeah, I like Jordan. Matthews. I like him. I, I like, like him, him a lot. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't like love him. I love him coming out of Vanderbilt. Man. I did. I, I did really did. Him. Some of the drops were a little bit concerned here, but again, he's going to be the outside receiver in this new offense, which they need a number one guy. I mean, remember Jordan Matthews? Matthews is six foot three, two hundred twelve. Right. You know, two hundred twelve pounds. His rookie year came in, had a solid rookie year with eight hundred seventy-two yards. Really happy with that. Then last year, almost broke a thousand yards. 
had he averaged he's had, he has eight touchdowns in both years. Right. He's yeah, he's he produces. He did he did have some drop issues last year, which kind of aggravated me. And um he dropped about ten percent of his balls. Correct me, was that the wrist injury? He did have the wrist injury. He did have the wrist right. injury last year. You're right. right, and I forgot about that as well. He did right. have that wrist injury last so, year. So as this stuff starts flooding back into my brain, um, I think I mean I think that was kind of injury related. So um, I don't think that'll be an issue going forward. And you say like this new offense, really, it's it's the old, you know, it's the old Eagles offense, which is really wide receiver much friendly. better, very wide receiver friendly. So I, I mean, I expect a bump from both him and um, Al- Aguilar. Um, yeah. Nelson Aguilar, I expect yeah. to take a big step forward this year as well. But I think Jordan Matthews is the one that kind of he's going to get over that hump, that thousand yard hump. I, th- I think so. Yeah, become a wide receiver yep. too. The name that you drafted him to be, that I, everybody I, likes him as well. Kind of a restore in value. And you got to think Sam Bradford is going to want to come out and just ball out this year. Right, like his like career is on the lines here. Yep. And after that, you still have Carson Wentz, who is the number two overall pick to come in a big, strong armed receiver as well. Right, right. who's actually much better. I mean, Carson Wentz's strong point is those short intermediate passes, not the deep ball. Can really strive with somebody like Jordan Matthews. Mm-hmm. So I like Jordan Matthews a lot. Well, I've reversed course. I'm back to, I, I like him. I mean, it, it was really, I, for as much as we loved Chip Kelly's offense before, it is like, I, I, I've learned to hate it, kind of. Yeah, no thanks. I love, Carson, I love Carlos yeah. Hyde in that offense. So I love the running game there. But, I mean, that's that's all you want in those in his offense. Unfortunately, is like the running back and and maybe the tight end. It seems it, like the wide receivers don't get the production that you're you're looking that for. you were hoping to get. Yeah, right. in that speedy off, in the offense, right. you need somebody almost like Jarvis Landry to have right be really happy with. So yep. he just gets tons of catches. Uh, but I think like what just happened there with Jordan Matthews, like a clear example of what happens in the dynasty community and fantasy community a ton. Like it's so easy to get off somebody you love. And mm-hmm. These young guys like the. I think if it wasn't for their youth, like people would be like, he'd be treating like Jim Demarius Thomas, you know, I'm like, hey, no thanks. Right. But even with that ADP right now, I, th- I think of 29, I think I said it was Jordan Matthews. Let me look back here. Jordan Matthews. Yeah, 29. So one step ahead of Randall Cobb. He hits Jordan Matthews right ahead of where all those receivers start to go. Okay. The 20, this year's class of rookie receivers. And I, I feel like Jordan Matthews should be a little bit higher. Like, I'd rather have Jordan Matthews than Kelvin Benjamin. For sure. I'd rather have Jordan Matthews than probably. Jordy Nelson, for me personally, if I'm doing a dynasty startup. Yeah, if you're doing a startup. Um, Here we go, back to Demaris that Thomas. Clo- that one's close for me. Would you have Jordan Matthews or Demaris Thomas? I'd rather have Jordan Matthews. Here I was just making a huge case for it. Right. I think I might lean that way as right. well. Right. Both big body receivers and a brand new offense. I, yeah, I like Jordan Matthews right. a lot. All right, let's move on here. Spend an hour. On the first half of the receivers. So uh, I guess um, should we break this in half again or no? Um, I feel like we could kind of go through some of these guys pretty quickly. All right, then, then let's speed it up. All right, Alan Hearns, twenty-four uh, years old. He's a guy that doesn't fall in any category for me. I I, I like him. I like him. I Always like. liked him. Yeah. Ever since Dynasty and Mike put it on me, his touchdowns will take regress a little bit this year. He's in a great offense. Just signed an extension. He's not going anywhere. He's somebody that I can see. As a low end wide receiver too, but still a wide receiver too. Yeah, a valuable guy, but he's not somebody I love. I'll take him. I will. I'll take him too. Stephon Diggs. Um, does he fall into sleepers anymore? Not really. Um, um for where he's gonna go, I think he could be still a sleeper because I think the value could still be there. I think. I think then he he falls into a sleeper category for me. 
Yeah. Um, Stefan Diggs is ADP. Let me see if I can scroll down here and find it real quick. Um, while you listen to me breathe, is sixty six. Oh yeah, for right there. behind Eric Decker. So yeah. I think he is somewhat of a sleeper. You're talking about like the fifth round. Of I a think draft. he's going to definitely outproduce that draft slot. Yeah, I mean Stephon Diggs is somebody who was, I guess, I think what's working against Stephon Diggs is Charles Johnson, Teddy Bridgewater. You know, a lot of receivers have just kind of failed there. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, and obviously they went out and drafted Laquan Treadwell. So yeah. And, I mean, again, he didn't have this huge year last year. He only had 52 catches for 720 yards. But this guy was a five-star recruit. He was an explosive player with his balls. Not his balls. With his, his hand, balls. But with the hand. ball in his hands. Uh-huh. I mean, dude, he was excellent. He does an excellent job getting out of his breaks to get separation. He can make the hard catch. And the biggest, I mean, his freshman year, he had 1,896 all-purpose yards. And then he broke his leg as a sophomore after six games. They missed three games his junior year. So he had like he didn't have a huge year, right? So he right. dropped because of injuries, right? And so he's just really getting back into football last year. So I think Stephon Diggs can t- kind of take a fall in that sleeper category where he can take that step next year that nobody thinks he's gonna take, right? And really solidify himself as uh, you know a wide receiver too. I mean that's that definitely is. If you're getting a guy at at sixty, what was it, sixty six or sixty eight or something like that? Yeah, he's. I, I don't see wide receiver two status for him. I think that's a ceiling. All right. Well, I mean, that's where that's where the sleeper value I think comes though. I mean, like you're you're picking a guy way back there. Yeah. That that could really outproduce his his draft spot. It's, it's Teddy Bridgewater's arm that'd be somewhat concerning for me. Uh, I like Teddy. I think he's a good quarterback. Right. I think he's a smart quarterback. But the Vikings are run. You know, they're a run first football team as well, which kind of mm-hmm. hurts as well. They're like one of the few football teams that run the ball more than they throw the ball. Right. But again, Stephon Diggs is only 22 years old. Yep. And I think he does kind of fall in that sleeper category. I would like to have more Stefan. I do have Stefan Diggs shares. Nice. Um, I would like to have a little bit more if I can get some. All right. But so you're on board that as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, so the next guy, we're moving on to Brashad Perriman, 22. A.K.A. I, the homeless predator. A.K.A. homeless predator. Um, and he's a big fat no thanks for me. No thanks for me. All speed guy. I didn't like um, him. I didn't like him all that much coming into the thing, and then he gets injured. And now he now he has a partial tear of his ACL yeah, or back to, uh, supposedly, multiple knee injuries in two years. Exactly. Before Suppos- you ever catch a pass in the NFL, yeah, supposedly he's not gonna you know he's not gonna miss the whole year. It's not something that he has to have a, a reconstructive surgery on. He's gonna heal himself. But no, thank you, man. Yeah. I, I, he's twenty two. Two knee off. injuries already. Yeah. Um, I liked him coming out. I didn't hate him coming out. I thought he was kind of. I thought his drops were kind of a little bit over exaggerated coming out. Um, I didn't think they were bad as people said they were, and I thought he fit really well with Joe Flacco and his big arm. But again, two knee injuries coming out. That haircut, no thanks, man. All right, <laughs> that haircut alone is no. Yeah, thanks, I got a pass. Tyler Lockett, twenty three. We just talked about him. Yeah, we love the guy. So go back and listen yep. to the tape. We just talked about him. No need to go back into it. Philip Dorsett. We touched on him a little bit when we when we talked about Moncrief. He's in the no thanks for me. No um, thanks. We've been on the no thanks really with him the whole time. He got dropped in the first round. We had no idea why. Yeah, we were uh, kind of befuddled about that. Remember, Mike said he's like, "How does Alan Hearns not go ahead of like how how is Alan?" People are like all excited about Philip Dorsett, but not right. about Alan Hearns, and that's yeah. what really pushed. Like, if you've been listening to this podcast for a couple of years, right. you own Alan Hearns because we told you to draft Alan Hearns for like we pushed Alan Hearns harder than any other probably site out there actually and it kind of paid off right so moving on to the next guy willie sneed i think that guy's a nice little he he falls into a sleeper category for me 
even though he produced pretty well last year, I think yeah. he um, he's still undervalued. I undervalue Willie Sneed all the time. Every time I th- you hear the name, I'm like, nah, I don't want none. Yeah, but I think I, I think, think I'm sleeping on. Willie I think Sneed that's like much. everyone's natural reaction to the guy, and that's why for me, he still he still falls in the sleeper category. I think it's maybe just because I don't know if it's because he played at Ball State. I don't know if it's because of his profile picture. Uh, I don't know if it's just because his name's Willie Sneed. I, mean, I don't know what it is. There, but. there are a lot of reasons that he that he could be getting. I mean, he's a little guy. His name's Willie Sneed, but the dude produced. I mean, he almost had a thousand yards last year. I know year. it was. It was like nine hundred. Was it nine hundred seventy or something? off the top of my nine hundred eighty four, sixty nine catches. Okay. for three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean that's really solid production. Obviously, the touchdowns aren't there, but I mean, with all that other production, he's a he's a guy that. If you have him on your team, you were able to start him quite a few times and get away with it as a wide receiver three easily. He had two yeah. he had two really big weeks last year. Uh week fourteen, seven catches, 122 yards. Week five, six catches, 141 yards. Only time he broke hundred yards all season. Mm-hmm. Um I think what gets me is I think I think why I'm not big on Willie Sneed still is because I like Michael Thomas so much. I mean, I understand that, and he probably will affect his value a little bit. But I think, I think this year you're still going to be able to get away with Willie for a while. You think so? Because I think Willie's going to start hot, and and you know, um, there's there's going to be there, he's going to be he's going to pick up kind of where he left off. I think, and then as the year goes on, Mike Thomas will start chewing in a little bit to his production, but a little bit to Brandon Cooks too. So I mean, it's it's one of those things. Or if they or if they get hot, I I really do think that that offense can sustain three guys. Willie Snead was inconsistently hot last year. Week one, he had one catch. <clears throat> Week two, four catches. Five catches, six, six, four, three, six, six, zero, four, seven, ten, four, three. So it's pretty the, the catches, and that's I honestly see him right around that four to five catch kind of category. Because remember, Kobe Fleener's coming here. They paid him as well, right? And the Saints love to utilize the tight end. Remember, the Saints always put out. A top six fantasy tight end. Oh yeah. Look at Ben Watson, what he did last year. It's ridiculous. With the Saints. So again, do am I a huge Kobe Fleener fan? No, but I think with the Saints, that makes him a top six fantasy tight end. Like you gotta love what you're gonna get out there with mm-hmm. Drew Brees. You have Brandon Cooks, like we talked about. We have Mark Ingram who's young. Um, will CJ Spiller do something this year? Probably not, but maybe. And then again, <laughs> you throw Mike Thomas into the fold, the big body receiver, who Brandon Cooks and Willie Sneed is not. So to me, it's kind of like I see not Willie Sneed as a third receiving option. I almost see him as the fourth receiving option, which me kind of puts me, kind of levels me back out to where I feel about Willie Sneed. Right. People see him like, ooh, yeah, he, he could be somebody. I just feel like he'll always be that like guy that's like a spot start guy, bi week fill in guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. You I, know, no, I could see that. But not, I, a cha- I, not somebody that's going to win me a championship. I don't see that. So for me, it's kind of like, well, I have him. If I have him, yeah, but I'm not going to try and get him, right, and right. I'm not even drafting the guy because I don't feel like Willie Snead will ever help me win a dynasty fantasy football championship. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the reason I got him was because I got him off the waiver wire. So, I mean, he was a, free- <laughs> well, then, yeah, he was a freebie, you know? That's fabulous. Yeah, so, I mean, that, I got him in two leagues. I, I, I got him off the waiver wire in both ones, and I was able to start him a couple times last year. So, for me, that that is already that acquisition has paid off. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime now, – and that's what you need those guys like Willie right. Snead for spot starts, for injury, or bye weeks like that. So he is he holds value. But for anybody that thinks that he's going to come out and do this huge next step next year, I don't see it. I don't see him as a sleeper. To me, he's no thanks. Not no value, right. but, but no thanks. Right. Um, Mart- Martavis Bryant. Um, 
He doesn't fall in any of these categories for me. He, Six months ago, right. you're paying a 17 high first for him, and you have no problem with right. it. Now it's kind of like, hey, hey, where are you? Right. I guess your best ability is reliability. You can't do anything for me if you're not on the field. This isn't your first drug-related problem. You're an idiot, okay? So you fall kind of that somewhat of the Josh Gordon category. It falls exactly in the Josh Gordon, but he hasn't produced like Josh Gordon. He's produced pretty well. He, he, yeah. But here's the thing. He's in that offense. He's not going to sign a second contract in an offense. Right. So for me, I'm impartial. I would draft him if the price was right. I'm not really giving up at anything for him. He's too much of a risk. One more failure, he's done forever. Right. So he's, youth on his side is somewhat against him because it just gives him more time to mess up. He's already 24. He's not even that young. Yeah. Next right. guy, Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin, 25. Um, I think we both made it abundantly clear over the years that this is a no thanks. No thanks. Helps no. NFL teams more than he's going to help yeah, your I don't think we need team. to stress that too much. Nelson, no. Nelson Algalore, uh, 23. To me, he's a guy that I, I think is on an upswing, but I still don't love him. Um, at this point. Can we just go back one second? Sure. Devonis, just real quick, because a lot of people are like, well, Devonis had a big, you know, he came on last year. He had a career year last year, 473 yards. Woo. I wish I had a toilet, like, yeah, like a flush that turd. Yeah, exactly. Dude, we got to get one of those drops where it's a toilet flush. And so we're talking about a turd. We just hit the toilet flush. Like, flush that turd. Flush that turd, man. Yeah, so for Mark, Devon Austin, what do we want to do? Flush that flush turd. Flush that turd. Moving on to Nelson Algalor. Mm-hmm. What are you saying about him? I can't remember, man. But um, I think he's on the upswing. Um, obviously, we just we touched on him earlier. He's um, a really solid receiver, right? And I think you know the offense, the new offense is going to help him quite a bit. But I don't love him. Um, he's he's right below that, though. You know what I feel like about Nelson Aguilar? I feel like everybody feels about him what I felt about him studying his, like looking at his tape like mm-hmm. nonchalantly. And then you and Mike were both like, "No, dude, you really got like watch his tape again." Right. And I went back and like really watched his tape more in detail, more tape, and I was like, "Yeah, you're right. I think I, I think I'm like not giving him enough credit for where he is. Right. Like he's just like a good receiver. No, doesn't do anything extremely well, but he's right. a really solid receiver who was just taking the first round. Right. He's the first for, round receiver. Um, uh, second, I thought. Second round. Sorry. What do I know? I don't know. So I mean. He's a high traffic. He, yeah, definitely. And he's going to a better offense. And he's going to be in to another year. Yep. So I, I agree. I mean, all those are all those are positive um, things for his value. Uh, getting out of Chip Kelly's offense, I think, is just in in and of itself is a positive thing. ADP right now of ninety, right behind Kobe Fleener, Eric Ebron, Zach Ertz. And I mean, I mean, you understand it. I mean, look at the production. It it doesn't really warrant anything higher than that at this point, but. He's a guy I like. I think he is up, more upside probably than that um, draft slot. I don't, I'm trying to even think who I can comp him to, like who I see him as, like just like a, you know, just like a good receiver who could be like it, like it'd be a really good like wide receiver three. Some of you, you know, he was a first round pick. 20, I knew 20, he was a first yeah, round twentieth pick. pick. Son of a bitch, you. That's my bad. Uh, but he's somebody that I feel like he could fall into the category of like. A, not like Brian Hartline, you know oh, what I mean? No, he's he's more talented. He's way more. Yeah. No, but I'm, but yeah. I'm talking about is like where Brian Hartline was a consistent wide receiver three for like years, but nobody ever like really cared about him that much. Where I think Algalore could be better than that and be like a really low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three, consistently for a long time. I, I mean, I agree that um, he can be consistent. I think I think I value him slightly higher than you. I think he'd be a consistent wide receiver two 
when it, where he levels off at. Okay. Whereas obviously you see him a little bit, a little bit lower than that. But again, I don't love him. I I do like him a lot. Okay, Sammy Coates. Sammy, what do you feel about him? Sammy Coates. I mean, there's been all good coming out um, about him. You know, good off season. Blah 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 blah. Um, he's fast, man. Strong, fast. He's, he's big, big, strong, fast. I think he does fall into a, a sleeper category, just because the guys ahead of him. Um, obviously Wheaton. We uh, I mean not Wheaton. We haven't touched on him yet, but um, uh, Martavis Bryant obviously is like a straight up knucklehead. Wheaton I don't think is overly skilled. I think Sammy Coates has all the physical attributes, and he kind of just needs to put it together. I feel like Sammy Coates looks the part. He looks the part. He's not the part. Yeah. I mean, to me, he's a one trick pony. Great leaping ability like that, but he has terrible hands too. He has some hands issues. I I'll agree with that, and I and and most of the time I won't get on board with that kind of wide receiver. But um, for some reason, I think in that offense he could make it work. No thanks. He's a save he's, it. He's a sleeper for me. Save it, Jeff Janis. Will he ever be good, Jeff Janis? We just posted an article on Jeff Janis on DynastyNerds.com, I believe. Okay. And if we didn't, it's in the queue. It's going up soon. I, I might have just actually just got it t- submitted. So it's going to go up soon. So I don't, think, I don't think Jeff Janis falls into a sleeper category because everyone, you know, he's kind of either overhyped or, you know, people hate him. He's like kind of falls in that category. But for me, I, I like him. I, uh, I, I would like him. I think and, he's the. I mean, we're arguing here. It's either him or Devontae Adams to be the wide receiver three for the Green Bay Packers. Right. All right. I like him. I don't love him. Yeah, I'm, I'm impartial. Devin Funches, we okay, we ripped this guy apart last year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he came in and really um showed that he he moves much better than his college tape. And to me, I think it might have been um he was switching between two positions and he and he does look a lot better now in the pros. He's only 22. He's young, he's big. Um so for me, he's he's a bit of a sleeper. I don't love him. I don't love him. Uh, I could see him as a sleeper. I'll I'll take I'll take my I'll take a share of him. I'll, I, uh, if I can get it at the right price, I'll take a share. Yeah, I feel like we were. I'm not gonna say we we're wrong yet, but it's starting to look like we were wrong on Devin Funches. I, I I like. I mean, he looks better than I expected. One of few. Yeah, it happened. It doesn't happen a lot. No, but we might be wrong on Devin Funches. We might be. Um, Josh Gordon, obviously for me he's a no thanks dude i'm totally broke back mountain on josh gordon i can't quit him oh my god <laughs> i can't quit him oh my god if i own him i just can't i own josh gordon shares i would not give i mean it, like i'd still want i'd still want like too much for him you know what i mean it's am i wrong yes, yes. am i stupid yes but yes. i feel like if you you own josh gordon that's where you have to be you can't you gotta go broke back on him and don't give him up you got to hold him tight <laughs> oh my. keep him warm because you can't get anything for him anyway no so it's you like, can't no, no you sit on him and just hope for the best you know you keep walking that rainbow hoping to find a pot of gold you know the gold's not there all right you go get him heath but um, you've eaten your lucky charms this morning and you're gonna go get that gold god damn it all right all right moving on moving on marcus wheaton this show is getting weird we just <laughs> we just did a show on why we like marcus wheaton if you didn't hear it go back and listen to the guest episode win smith yeah. win smith totally sold me on marcus wheaton in his breakout uh contract year i he's sleeper all day all right to me no thanks but okay. all right deandre smelter sleeper all right. Huge question mark. Yeah, huge question mark. There's marks. nobody else in San Francisco to catch the ball. And and due to the fact that he is in San Francisco with Chip Kelly, no thank you. Okay. Devontae Adams. I have him in no category. Crazy. 
Was he the number one touchdown receiver in Fresno State because of Derek Carr, or did he actually have a solid skill set? He was a huge dynasty rookie oh, asset. Oh, was he ever? His his value has fizzled. I don't think he, he can't be. A, for those same reasons, I don't think he could be a sleeper, but I he's not on my no thanks list. I would still take shares of him. Me too. And I don't love him. ADP so. of 113, right behind Jonathan Stewart. Wow. Uh, right, right in the middle of Marcus Wheaton and Sammy Coates. Right. He's right there. I would take him over both those guys. He's right ahead of Theo Riddick and Paul Perkins. I would take Paul Perkins and Theo Riddick ahead of both of them. Again, Theo Riddick, you don't like him. I feel like people are sleeping on I him. I would take Devontae Adams before any of those guys you just mentioned. Look at Travis Benjamin with an ADP of 124. That's too low, fellas. Travis Benjamin? Dude, we need to do an ADP show coming up. I disagree with some of this stuff. Former Brown, Travis Benjamin? Yeah, he just signed a good contract Philip River, yeah. with Philip Rivers. So he could throw a ball a lot yeah. out there. Big Phil? No, thanks. Oh, you're a turd, too. <laughs> he could be 150. Where's my, I'd, I'd still pass on Where's him. my flush button? Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's wrap this up. Kenny Bell, Bruce Allenton. No, thanks. No, thanks. Uh, no, no. Kenny, Kenny Bell. Bell is a sleeper. Kenny Bell is a sleeper. Yeah, Kenny I take, Bell to me is a sleeper. I went way too fast. Yeah. Sorry. Bruce Ellington is no thanks. Sorry, don't verbally abuse me here. I, will, I apologize. I physically abuse you if you assault one of my players like that again. All right. I like Kenny Bell as a sleeper All as right. well. Bruce Ellington, sleeper as well. We'll have to touch on some of these tight ends at another time because... This is just getting ridiculously we're long. We're at an hour and 20 minutes. Right. Remember originally this whole show is one show, yeah. players under 25? Right. No big deal. Maybe we didn't plan on walking down this list. All of them like well, this. Here we go. All Ooh. right. So, now, so let's start with the tight ends here. <laughs> Get that. No. Well, all the tight ends, though, too, they're all 25. Like, all the good ones are pretty much 25. Eifert's 25. Reed's 25. And it, okay. Well, that's really about it. And then we'll do that for another show. So. <laughs> As always, as we end the show here, make sure you get to DynastyNerds.com every single day of your life. That's, that's right, every single day mm-hmm, of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, great articles, great ADP, great rankings. Every day we're trying to look how to make the site better. We're trying to do that for you. Absolutely. Give us a ranking review on iTunes. Again, it helps uh, the site out tremendously. I asked you guys to do that a couple weeks ago. You guys came out. We got we, s- we're over 200 we reviews. Got we got it. We have 204 reviews. I know. You know what that means. One of you could be 205. Oh, man. And let us know what you think. Absolutely. I love reading those things. I do look, I do look at it every... I, I am... Believe me, he does. He I look every day me. just to see. I'm like, hey, did we get a new review today? Did you, hear, did you read that Ooh, new review? we got one! They said, I'm great and you suck. This guy's great. I'm going to write him a love letter. And that's fine. Okay. I can appreciate that kind of feedback. That's fine, too. Yep. Um, another way to support the site and help us pay for these awesome writers and help pay for this podcast to host it is buy a t-shirt. Soft. Fluffy, wonderful, cozy yeah. t-shirts. I got six of them right behind me. I got to take I them saw to the post that. office. I saw that. They're big, sitting there in the mail. Yeah, One of them goes out to, shout out to Chris Green. He wrote me an email. He's like, where's my shirt, dude? I processed it. I never sent it. Ooh. First time it's ever happened in three years. Way to fail, man. So Chris Green, you get a shout out on the podcast. Shout out, I wrote man. him an email. He's like, dude, no problem. Just want to remind you. And it's, I was like, It's on the way. I was like, it went out. And I had to go, I had to go back and check like all uh-huh. the like, receipts of right. that went out. And his name wasn't on there. I'm like, oh. My well, bad. hey, man, we're all human. First time it's ever happened. Yep. But if you want to join this mail list over here, buy a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. They're tri-blends. They're American oh. Apparel. The most comfortable t-shirt you're ever, you're ever going to get. Ask to people everywhere. Their high-five increase is increased drastically. Oh, yeah. So if you like high-fives, do it. And if you don't, you can just wear it inside out. It's still comfy that way. It is still comfy that way. <laughs> we have black and we have gray. Yep. What's your favorite? Oh, black. Yeah, me too. Yeah. The grays are cool, too. Those are the the OG, man. Those are the original. 
I love the girl. Uh, you know what we should do coming up? Huh. A t-shirt giveaway. We should. You know what we're going to do soon, guys? A t-shirt giveaway. <laughs> all right. Stay tuned to the upcoming episodes because now we got to think of a cool way to do it. All right. We have all these damn contests all the time, and it's kind of hard to keep up with them. We'll but, think of something. But we haven't given a t-shirt away in a while. It has been a minute. Because they're such hot commodities. That's right. Why give away what people are buying? Exactly. They're no, flying off the we're going to get, we give one away. So stay tuned. We're going to come up with a cool way to get that. Um, in, if you sign up, if you want MFL 10, I have to send you an email. I talked to my fantasy league. I get all that information out to you. Um, I've been super busy with the holiday and all, but I'm gonna get the email to you as well. If you're in September madness and somebody asked me a question, Hey, how do I change my lineup? You can't change your lineup. Sorry. You did the draft a month ago, but that's it. September madness is in full effect. And remember, we will be opening more September Madnesses next month. Oh yeah. So if you missed out or if you want more, or if you just don't like your team and you want to do another one. We're opening back up, baby. So in the meantime, stay sweet, stay fresh. Stay. We're having. Oh wait, wait, stay classy. We're having our Dynasty Nerds rookie draft on Sunday, um, and we'll keep you informed of that next week. I'll tweet it out. I'll Absolutely. do some live tweeting on that. We'll talk about it next week. All right. We'll talk about some running backs next week. We'll be back next week. Until then, froggy fresh. Um, see you later. James just got dunked on. Ah. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.